What's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge and our very special Breeders' Cup episode. And you know it. I get extra excited on these special episodes. That's why I tell you all the time. Follow our YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications so every single time we start a show, you get notified. Now, this is Horse Racing's last hurrah. 14 championship races over two days and millions upon millions of dollars at stake. So when we're giving you our best bets, I have the two very best that I can find. And you know who they are. They're here every single time we have a big horse race. Let's bring in the stars of the show. With all due respect to my man, Gene, ladies first, Michelle, you. Good afternoon. Hello, Hello. I love that love intro that. and great job doing your homework because I hear you got everything perfect right there in the open. Thank you. Thank you very much. You guys make me nervous. Now, Gene Menes, my guy, been here since day one. He is our guru. But Gene, I got to tell you, the last couple of shows, Michelle has got you a little bit. Are you prepared today? Oh, you know I'm prepared, Coach. I'm always prepared. This is the best, not only the best betting day in horse racing it's one of the best betting days in all of sports because you have championship courses anybody can win you'll have double digit long shots cross the finish line first making for a possibly life-changing score and for those people that don't know horse racing like the three of us know horse racing this is an event made by thoroughbred breeders for thoroughbred breeders so Let's get into it. Let's start with the, <clears throat> let me look at my notes, juvenile, juvenile turf sprint. And Gene, you're up first. Go, big boy. Coach, this is the very first race of the 14 Breeders' Cup races. We're going to go big. We're going to build our bankroll for the final 13 races. It is a wide open race with a lot of early speed. So what does that mean? I want horses that can pass other horses. So, what we're going to do here is we're going to do an exact box. It's a wide open field. I would not normally recommend boxing five horses in exacta because that can get kind of pricey. But when you have long shots, double digit long shots like what we have here, I don't mind at all. So uh, we're going to box the number three, Private Creed, the number six, Persian Force, the number seven, Oxymore, the number nine, Sharp as Attack, and number 11, uh, Speedboat Beach. And of those, I prefer the seven, Oxymore, who was a front-running horse, but he has learned to sit a little bit off the pace and pass horses. So that quality is going to come in big time on Friday. My second choice of those five would be Private Creed, who should sit a great trip right on the inside. I would not be surprised to see him coming up the rail late in the race, passing horses at double-digit odds. So that's going to be my first play. Boxing those five will cost you $20 for every dollar, but I tell you, it's going to pay way more than that if that comes across. No, I love it. And when he says way more than that, I would suggest getting that bet in right now. Now, Michelle has also brought something to the table for this juvenile turf sprint. Michelle, you are up. Well, unlike, unlike Gene, I actually have the winner in my turf sprint exact box. And I, I see it the same as Gino. This is a race that, like, you can spread in. You want to use a lot of horses. Europeans generally have not had very good luck in here. But I think there's some horses that are really intriguing. So my first rule here is I'm going to throw out Wesley Ward, who's won this race the last three years. I don't love, love reins in this particular spot, so I'm going to go elsewhere. I'm also, like Gene, going to use Private Creed because – 
I think he's going to have the pace to run at, and he's already proven to be a winner here at Keeneland. I'm also going to use the five, Mischief Magic. This is going to be the horse that's closing from the absolute back of the pack in here, and he's going to be making up a ton of ground late. My concern with him is certainly that he's been running six furlongs, and this particular race is five and a half on a very short stretch at Keeneland. I use Persian Force. He's actually my top pick in this race because the horse has been beating him. Blackbeard, I think, would have been the favorite. Blackbeard didn't show up. Persian Force is second best to me. You get Frankie Dettori, you get 15 to 1. If I can get that price, I'm going to take it all day long. Then I'm going to go all the way towards the outside speedboat. Beach like Jean used as well. And then I'm going to use the Platinum Queen, who did nothing but, you know, beat older horses as a two-year-old last time. The distance is a touch of a concern, and also her outside draw is horrific. I think when they drew, every single person in their party just put their head down and started to weep. So I'm a little nervous about that. But she's so shown so much talent, I don't want to leave her off. So, Jean, I think that you and I should do like a head-to-head -head exacta box, and whoever wins, the other person has to buy them some Breeders' Cup merch. Oh, my goodness. She literally challenged you to a showdown. Again, right? after I lost the last one. Okay. <laughs> So, Gene, you know the rule. Hey, you know do the rule. I, first of all, do I get to add another horse? She's boxing six. I'm yeah. only boxing five. Yes, you can add okay, one yeah, more. All right. add you one you more. can add one more. And, but but it it, before you mine. do, yeah, that's true. Are you in or are you out if you oh. add one more? Jacob. Jacob, you know what to do. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> But when Gene says, you know what to do, you know what to do. Now, I'm going to add one. Just like roll the tape. Yeah, well, we got to roll the music. So, one more thing I'm going to add to this show now. That to prove that the loser paid off the bet, we need a picture that I will then run on the morning show with said person in the Breeders' Cup swag. Deal? Deal? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Goodness. I love this so much. A little extra, little extra on the table. I like it a lot. Now, Michelle, we've got a lot of our followers, a lot of our fans. They love a long shot. They love something. That if they put a couple of dollars down, it's going to pay in multiples. Could you give me one for Friday, please? I'm going to give you a long shot for the juvenile turf race. Now, usually I would feel like a lot of people are going to look at Europeans. For some reason, there's just not a lot of them in here. The one horse, Victoria Road, is a European, but he's 8 to 1 in the morning line. He'll probably get bet down. But if you page down all the way towards the outside, the number 12 horse is Mo Stash. Mo Stash was second in the Indian summer right here at Kingland. He's actually never gotten to go a route of ground before, but his running style says he should want it. He was an unlucky loser that day who right inside the final eighth of a mile when they're all starting to run, had to stop, alter course, go around horses and still got up for second. I think Mo Stash could make an impact at 20 to one coach. Wow. 20 to one. That's tasty. That is tasty. So quickly, let's show you our Friday recap. And Gene, you're going to email me your, unless you have it right now, the extra horse you're going to throw into these boxes. So it is even. You'll have six horses. Michelle will have six horses. And the loser has us in the other Breeders' Cup swag. I absolutely love it. But if you think we're done, if you think this is all you get, oh, you would be sadly mistaken. Didn't you hear me say at the top of the show? This is a two-day event. So let's move on to Saturday. And Gene, I'm looking at the Philly, Philly and Mare turf sprint. Philly and Mare sprint slash turf sprint because you're doing a double. And I had to figure – that took me a while to figure that out. But I think I understand it now. You're up. 
Yeah, Coach. So we're doing a daily double here, and this is basically like parlaying two games in an you know, NFL weekend, right? You need to connect the winner of the Philly and Mayor uh, sprint with the turf sprint. And these are the uh, races three and four on Saturday. So what we're going to do is we're going to take three horses from this uh, Philly and Mayor sprint. We're going to take uh, Frank's Rocket the five, Chain of Love, the six, and Obligatory, the seven, and pair, pair them with... Uh, who, are, who am I get? Who am I forgetting here? We're gonna pair them with uh, with Golden Pal in the Turf Sprint. So going back to the Philly and Mare Sprint, like the uh, Juvenile Turf Sprint the day before, there is a lot of speed in this race, especially on the outside. So again, I want horses coming from behind. That fits obligatory right between the eyes. She's my top pick in this race, and she's a great price at eight to one. Frank's Rockette also is in career form, just like obligatory. Both of them are trained by Bill Mott. They'll be uh, Frank's Rockette maybe has a little more speed than obligatory, but she won't get caught up in the speed duel that I expect on Saturday. And then for a crazy wild long shot, I'm going to give you a Japanese horse, Chain of Love. She's 20 to 1. If you remember last year at the Breeders' Cup, Japan had its best Breeders' Cup ever. They won two races. They were great on the international stage earlier this year. This Philly, mm -hmm. or Philly and Mayor, or this Mayor, I'm sorry, uh, has never raced strictly against uh, her own gender. In Japan, they don't have sprint stakes races only for Philly. So she's been racing against colts and horses basically her entire life. She ran well in Dubai. Michelle saw her there in Dubai, and she always mm -hmm. comes running late at the end. So if there is a crazy pace meltdown, look for her to be coming late. And then again, we need one of those to win and pair uh, and pair her up with Golden Pal in the turf sprint. Listen, he's the, been the best turf sprinter in the United States for two years now. He hasn't lost on turf in a sprint in the United States in his career. I don't expect that to happen on Saturday as long as he can get out of the gate. He's had a couple issues with that recently, but I don't expect that to happen on Saturday at his home course. So that's going to be the uh, double on for those two races. I wonder if the people who I run love the chain of love that you're using her. Love that. See, Jane, she's just she's just she's pulling you in, pal. She's pulling you in. You know when she gives you a compliment, you know what's coming next. Now, there's a lot of confusion here. Do you think they could have come up with other names other than Sprint, Turf, Mile? Because there's well, a lot of races. Sprint means short. Thing. Grass, I, Turf means grass. I mean. I know, but Philly Mary, Sprint, Turf, Sprint, Turf, Mile. There's a Sprint. There's like all kinds of different ones. But that's why you're the experts, and I just tee you up. So. Gene, I'll let you sit there for a second, but we've got something coming from you, too. Now we have the turf mile, the turf mile. Michelle, the floor is yours. So I do want to preface this by saying it's actually just called the Breeders' Cup Mile. So the okay. distinction of turf is just for people who maybe don't know because we do have a dirt mile. Uh, but I think that the turf mile is going to be an excellent race. It's obviously run at one mile on the grass. And for me, I feel like the predominant horse to bet in here is going to be modern games so looking at modern games i knew i wanted to put him on top he's a euro shipper he has looked amazing since coming over here training uh his record in north america includes a victory last year in the breeders cup juvenile turf and it also includes a victory in the woodbine mile uh, as a prep race for this 
Now his European form is a little less impressive than that, but his US races are great. He really towers over our horses. So for me, he's firmly on top. Now underneath him though, I want to use a couple of US based horses that I think can really make a good showing and they're going to get some good prices. First of those horses is the five smooth like straight. He has run the mile distance 12 times and he's only finished out of first, second or third once. He has run in the Breeders' Cup before and run very well. I want to use him for sure. He's 10 to 1 in the morning line. The other horse I want to use is Beyond Brilliant. 20 to 1 on the morning line, Coach. This horse has been training lights out for John Sheriffs. I've been watching him at home. He's shipped over here beautifully. Nothing has phased this horse, and he looks like he's the best that he's ever been. He's coming off a graded stakes victory at a mile, and I love him in this spot at a massive price. Uh, in addition, I want to use the 11 Annapolis underneath for Todd Fletcher. This is a horse that he's only three and he's facing older, so he's up against it. I don't think he can win. I certainly think he can hit the board here. He has a grade one victory here at Keeneland going a mile, which I think is extremely important. And he's just getting good at the perfect time. I got to say, I always say this here at the early edge. You cannot just look at the recap screen. You got to listen to the information. And that has never been more true than right here and right now. Educate and entertain is what Michelle and Gene are all about. Now, Jacob in the chat says, everyone's scared of horse betting. Not after this show, they're not. Why? Not after this show, they're not. No, no, no. Because we bring the two very best, and they explain it so well. Yes, Michelle, go. I also just want to say, anyone that's scared of horse betting, there's no wrong no. way to bet. Pick your favorite color, your favorite name, pick your kid's birthday, pick the silks that you like, pick their favorite color, literally draw a number out of a hat. You have just as good of a chance to win as the guy that spent seven hours handicapping. And it's fun. It's two bucks and you spend two minutes and invest your time and you scream and you yell and you jump up and down and you do it again in 30 minutes. Like there's no wrong way. Don't be scared. Give it a try. Wait a minute. What was that F word that you used in sports betting? We're allowed to have what? The F word? Fun? Uh, what was the F word? Fun. Fun. Oh. You fun. scared me. I was like, did I let no, something No, no. Fun. Everybody <laughs> fun. takes it so seriously. It's yes, it's fun. Oh, my goodness. All right. And Jacob says, damn right, coach. Like, damn right, Jacob. All right. Now, Gene, back to you. Because, and if there's another name for it, please educate me. The sprint. The sprint. You're up. You got it right. It is just the sprint. That's all, all right. for this all right. race. So, Jackie's Warrior is the uh, formidable four to five favorite in the sprint, but he has lost in the Breeders' Cup the last two years. Last year, he was a favorite in the sprint as well. There is just something about, uh, about him. He just doesn't seem to finish off his races as strongly as he, as, as he did once before. I don't like the way that he's coming into this race. He's four to five. I'm going to play against him. So the, the horse I like is Kamari. She is in uh, career best form. She's uh, uh, drawn on the inside, which isn't great for her. And there's not a whole lot of speed in this race, unfortunately. But she's actually does her best running when she's a little closer to the pace. So I believe that she's going to come running at the end. Uh, the uh, the distance is going to hit her right between the eyes at four to one. She's five times the price of uh, Jackie's Warrior, and that's going to be my final play, best bet for Saturday. I love Kamari. I've heard a lot about that horse, and at four to one, seems like a great price to me. I don't want to bet five to two. I don't want to bet three to two. Give me four to one. Now, Michelle, you were so kind as to give us a long shot for Friday, but I would love. A long shot 
for Saturday, please. I just want to tell you, Gene, I love Kamari in that particular spot. Wesley Ward has an option because she's a Philly. She's a girl. She's running against the boys in this particular instance. She could have run against the girls, but the distance is different. It's seven, quarter, seven furlongs for the girls, and it's only three quarters of a mile, six furlongs for the boys. So we opted to put her in the better spot distance-wise. So, you know, when you have an option and you choose to go against the harder group to get your right distance, I think that's always a smart thing. Um, as far as my long shot, it's going to be the eight CZ rocket in here. He's 20 to one on the morning line. You get Peter Miller, who's won this race like four or five times. I think it's three, but I'm going to exaggerate. Uh, and then Flavian Kraus is one of the leading riders in the nation in here. Here's the thing about CZ rocket. I'm going to tell you, Gene, the reason that Jackie's warrior has not finished up as well in the breeders cup is because there's more speed when he runs by himself. He is great. He is a formidable force, and it's very hard to tangle with him. When someone else looks Jackie in the eye and makes him throw down, he throws down all of his juice too early, so he has nothing to finish with. That could happen again in the Breeders' Cup, but you know who's going to come running late? It's going to be CZ Rocket. We've watched him be uh, very, very close in multiple instances before. I'm not the biggest fan of this horse, but I think that the pace is going to set up beautifully for him, and at 20 to 1, I have to use him to hit the board. Oh, I absolutely love it. And everybody where Michelle is wants to be on TV all the time. I know. There's Mike Joyce. Boop, right there. Oh, TV's Mike Joyce. Sweet. Uh, hey, Mike Joyce. JK Who else is there? was right behind me. JK was right behind me. The guy that runs Goodwood Racetrack in the UK was just sitting right here. Uh, wow. Right here. Wow. So I there's like, if I, if I walked out to the lobby right now, it would be, uh, it'd be a piece of horse racing. It's bananas. Gene, who do you who do you bring to the show, Gene? I, I've got Vince Young behind me. So <laughs> that's all you need. EY. <laughs> You're going circa 2005 on us, and she's actually bringing guys that are there today. But, hey, that's why I love you both. Man, I love doing these shows so very much. All right, what does Saturday look like? Let's pull up the recap screen, courtesy of Jake the Snake on the ones and the twos. There you see the Philly and Mare sprint, the turf sprint double, five, six, seven, slash, and the eight. Then the sprint for Gene Kamari, four to one. And Michelle said she loves that play. Then the turf mom, Michelle, you four over the five, seven, 11, and 13. Now, on these specialty shows, I love to ask my experts, what's the number one thing you're most looking forward to so that people at home can either think about it and use it this week or maybe in the future if they get into horse betting? So while Michelle thinks about it, Gene, what do you think is the number one thing you're looking forward to this week? Well, the number one storyline going into the Breeders' Cup is basically flight line. Uh, he's undefeated, perfect five for five in his career. Some people are saying he's the best horse in decades and generations. I mean, there are some people that are comparing him to Secretariat. So even if you're not a horse racing fan, take the time out on Saturday afternoon, uh, turn on the TV, turn on the Breeders' Cup to at least watch Flight Line <laughs> because he won the Pacific Classic last time in uh, by almost 20 lengths, and he got a speed figure that hasn't been given out in years. So uh, you really uh, uh, have a chance to see a special horse race in what might be his last race. And you can see all of these races on the, the network, I think, that does horse racing the best, and that is NBC. Michelle, what are you looking forward to this week? I'm just looking forward to really the excitement of being at Keeneland for the Breeders' Cup. So we had it here previously, and it was great. But then the last time it was at Keeneland, um, it was COVID. So there was no one here, no fans. I am so much looking forward to just being back 
with a full crowd of people to get to see the amazing lineup that has been set for you. Like you said, 14 championship races over two days. We're going to see horses that are going to run good that we're going to see in the Kentucky Derby next year. We're going to see horses that are going to run good that are going to come back to Santa Anita. We're seeing the end of a big era with Mishrif, who won the Saudi Cup last year. This will be his swan song. And we hope it's not Flightline song, Swan Song, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, there is a good chance that Flightline doesn't retire after this race and he comes back next year, which we would love to see. But we have, when we were here for American Pharaoh winning the Grand Slam, the Triple Crown, and then the Breeders' Cup Classic, it was so epic and life altering for so many people in attendance. And I hope they get to see something similar with Flightline because it makes such an indelible moment and a memory that you will never ever forget being a part of. Um, also just a fun note, I don't know if anyone out there is a billionaire that's watching, but they are selling 2.5% of Flightline, one share on the Monday after Breeders' Cup. And if you go on to Caitlin.com, you can get registered as a bidder and you can bid in the metaverse for him. How, how much is 2.5% going to go for? I, honestly, I don't know. I mean, so Flightline is split into 40 shares. So 2.5% is one equal share to what, you know, other people hold. Um, it could go for a million. It could go for 3 million. Basically, once you are a shareholder, you are entitled to anything that Flightline gets of your percent. So right now, he's worth probably about 250 million dollars as far as a stallion career goes so if you're thinking you're buying into a share of that and you get a breeding right or you get your breeding proceeds or whatever it is i mean that number could be exponential just from a fan standpoint just say you're you know elon musk out there and you want to buy a share of like the best horse in the world this has never happened before but you can buy a share of a, the best racehorse in the world you can buy it and just say like yeah i own Flightline. It's like it's like owning the Green Bay Packers, only you actually right. get a you get a dividend. You actually exactly. get a dividend. I, exactly. I've never and they I've and, never... And wins more than the Packers do. <laughs> <laughs> Especially right now. I've never <laughs> meant this I've never meant this more than I mean this right now. If you've watched the last twenty two minutes, educate, entertain. This is what it's all about. This is why we do this, so that you at home can feel comfortable. Whatever sport it is, but in this sport, such a unique sport, I can't thank Michelle and Gene enough for the education and also making us laugh just a little bit. All right, you are all set for the weekend. Coach, Mich follow me. Follow me. We teach you all kinds of stuff. At the Michelle U. I will do it right after. I think I do follow you, but if I don't, I'm going to do it right now. All right. All right. And I will say this. <clears throat> There's only one thing left to do, and I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these Breeders' Cup tickets straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, love them all. Michelle, you, and my man, Gene Menez, and, of course, Jake the Snake on the ones and the twos. I am the coach. We're here every single day, multiple times a day. It doesn't matter the sport. It doesn't matter the time. We grind. We grind for you. We're being the best cappers in the business right here at the Early Edge. Good luck. Good <laughs> luck.